Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you're in the world. Welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Hosseini, and here we are doing episode 56 of Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. At Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs, we share tips, strategies, and actionable advice that you could use to boost your business, uh, confidence in different areas of business. Now, different areas could be mindset, uh, sales and marketing, uh, business strategy. Uh, we've got um, finances. You know, there are so many different things in business that you need to cover and uh, improve your skills and become more confident in. So we would have different people and different guests to help you uh, boost your um, confidence. Anyway, so uh, my guest is arriving uh, here soon. My guest today is Susie Carter. I'm hoping to see her soon. And today we're talking about powering your profits. Uh, last week we just did the confidence giveaway, and uh, and uh, that was pretty good. We had 20 entrepreneurs uh, sharing gifts in different areas of business, basically the areas that I just went over to help you boost your confidence um, in those areas. We had a lot of, we had a good turnout and a great lineup of business owners and entrepreneurs. And uh, uh, so that's that. So a few people have asked me, what is the story behind me growing my beard? So here's the deal. Over the past 20 years, I, um, uh, I had it in my mind that I always wanted to grow my beard. And every time my beard grew a little bit, people started giving me feedback. Oh my God, why are you growing your beard? Why this? Why that? And basically, they, uh, it, it, I had a fear of doing this. And then it's like, you know what? And I have developed a, uh, what you might call it, uh, a rule that says, if I'm afraid of something, I must definitely do that thing. Hence, I grew my beard. And I'm still getting feedback, but I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. I'm going to grow it. And that's how it goes until I'm comfortable with that. So my guest today is Susie. Welcome, Susie. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I am at a float and I just stopped by to drop some gems and drop some money diamonds onto you. So. We're, we're doing money shots and throwing money in the air because money's all around you. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. How's your day going so far? It's gone great. It's been busy, crazy. We're going to have about halfway through our photo shoot, which is awesome, and making it happen, making it rain. Fantastic. So, uh, do, do a little introduction of yourself, uh, your name, your business name, and where you live, where, where you're from. So I'm a native Californian, San Diego, the best place on earth, right? San Diego, California. So I'm a profit coach. I have been in business for 30 years. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I built 10 multi-million dollar companies, two $10 million companies, seven multi-million dollar companies. Uh, this is my 10th company. And I am love to build businesses and sell businesses. That's my passion. That's my sweet spot and helping people make the money. So it was so frustrating for me and so hard as a young entrepreneur trying to figure out how to do this thing called entrepreneurship, right? If we look at Mustafa, 15% of our financial success is our technical ability. The other 8% is marketing, operations, finance. That's the magic that I bring show you the money, right? My clients call me, I'm an international speaker, best-selling author, just wrote my 10th book called Power Your Profit. I'm very excited about, published by Simon & Schuster. So we're just changing the game and helping entrepreneurs make millions. Fantastic, that is amazing, 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 amazing. So um, Susie, what is your story? How did you get into doing um, what you're doing now? 
Well, I started out my vocation, right? If you look at 15% of your financial success is your technical ability. So my vocation was I was a hairdresser and I found myself as a single mom raising two little girls. They were six months old and 18 months old. I had no child support, no alimony. Dude, my picker was off. <laughs> and so I realized I had to figure out this money thing. How am I going to make money? How am I going to provide for my children? How am I going to take care of them? So I had to go figure that out. As a hairdresser, I did a quarter of a million dollars a year working three days a week. Just to give you some context, the average hairdresser makes about $30,000 a year. And so Paul Mitchell saw me and they said, what are you doing? How are you making so much money? And so I just started sharing. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing it. They were, oh my God, would you share with our salons and spas? And I'm like, sure. I didn't know what I was doing. I, it wasn't a business strategy. It was just, I wanted to help my community. So I yeah. started doing these little classes with, with uh, Paul Mitchell. And then people said, oh my God, I love what you do. Do you have a book? I'm like, no, I don't have a book. I'm just trying to share the good news. They're like, if you have a book, we will buy the book. So I'm like, okay. So I wrote a book. <laughs> then we built the large training and development company in the beauty industry just by serving the market and showing them the business side of business because again they were focused on the vocation not the business side and so we built one of the top salons in the country we're the top one percent in the nation top ten percent in the world and we earned that right by the dollars that we produced right we didn't have a large salon we only had 1200 square feet but we did a million dollars in that location we had seven technicians to give you kind of a sense it takes 30 technicians of the average salon and spa to hit a million dollars we were doing it with seven technicians it was unheard of but it was all about efficiency then i was teaching at this millionaires forum and in the millionaires forum they're like susie will you teach us what you're doing and it was all entrepreneurs we were there raising money we built one of the largest technology companies in the beauty industry um, i didn't know anything about technology but what i do did know is my industry needed to have online tools, have the information, right? Cause I would go to a city, leave a city and go, did they do anything? Cause I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sleeping in my own bed. I'm not seeing my man. I wanna make sure you're doing something. So we, when creating that business, you know, I went to this class on how to raise money cause I didn't know how to do that. And people would just say, Susie, I would love for you to coach me. And I, you know, that little voice inside your head, Mustafa, that, you know, tells you you're not smart enough or good enough. And I'm like, I don't know anything about being a doctor, a graphic designer, an engineer. You all scare me. They're like, no, no, we love you. And I'm like, it's great that you love me, but I don't know anything about your business. So I finally, this was my, this was my strategy. I was like, you know what? I'm going to double my price and then they'll leave me alone. Nope. They didn't leave me alone. They paid it. They said, oh, yes, we'll pay that. I'm like, uh-oh, I got to figure this out. So that was my bridge into the entrepreneurial space. And what I realized is business is business is business, right? Cost of goods might be different. Profit margins might be different. And every industry has a standard financial performer of where, where we're living inside of. So we grew that company and started consulting entrepreneurs really from finding a need, filling the need, right? It wasn't, I wish I could say, oh, it's so strategic, but it really wasn't. It was really ignorance on fire and I'm a yes girl, right? How can we do this? How do we make it happen? How do we leverage this? And that's been my passion since. I've been doing this for about 30 years. I'm a little seasoned. I'm spicy, but I'm seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So um, tell us what you do now and then who do you serve? Yeah, so I'm serving entrepreneurs. There are many different uh, verticals, right? So we have doctors, attorneys, anyone that's building a service-based business is our sweet spot. Anywhere from a quarter of a million dollars to 10 million. After 10 million, I refer them out to someone else because that's not my sweet spot. The fun part for me is really building that seven, eight-figure business. Only 1.7% of small businesses hit that million dollar mark, right? My goal is to change that number, right? The top is lonely, so come and play. And it doesn't have to be hard. It just has to be strategic. And I think we as entrepreneurs make it too hard, right? But when you know what system to follow, when you know what to do, miracles can occur, right? And there's money all around you. Most yeah. people are to look at the money, be with the money. Nobody wants to do that. But what I say is math is money and money is fun. We all love what money can do for us. So I wanna teach entrepreneurs, how do you embrace that conversation? How do you really be fiscally responsible to yourself first, right? Because if we're not planning for profit, it, profit doesn't occur, right? Out of those 1.7% of the businesses that are reaching a million, 
80% of those people don't a proper paycheck. Meaning if you're a CEO of a company and you're supposed to be making a quarter of a million dollars, they're not paying themselves that they're paying themselves less, right. To put back into the company, which I respect right when you're growing, but the reality is we're, we're not planning for profit. So profit has to be planned for. So that's who I serve. That's how I serve. And we work on the strategic plan. We really look at your sales plan. We start with finances and look at where's the money. Cause we got, a, I'm an entrepreneur. Like if I'm hiring somebody, I got to figure out how to pay for that. Someone look at the money, look at the plan, look at specifics in that plan, look at who you're marketing to. Are you marketing to fans or are you marketing to ideal clients? Most people are marketing to fans. I want to look at qualified ideal clients, right? And qualified for me, I've been doing this for a really long time. I'm done pushing people a pill. I don't know if you are. <laughs> you either want it, you want to take action, you want to be radical about it. So you got to be willing to do the work. So you got to be coachable. You got to be willing to swipe the card. And I got to love and adore you and you got to love and adore me because I'm spending more time with you than sometimes I'm spending with my family. You know, and I'm eating, sleeping, drinking your business. I need you to be that committed. So really looking at my, what I do is so fun. Every single day I get to make a difference and we get to make money because there's money all around us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I like that. What you know, noted about uh, the, the people that you're looking for. So what you said was, I think you got to like them. They got to like you. They got to be hungry and uh, really have the drive to, you know, reach their goals. And they got to be ready to swipe their cart. And right. if they're not right. willing to do that, then we don't want to waste each other's time. Exactly. Don't waste your money and my time because, you know, our time's valuable. And I want to really pour into people that really are ready. Right. Because so many people sign up for courses and then they don't do the work and they're like, well, it didn't work because you didn't work. It's not it's not a sprinkle fairy dust. You got to do the work to get the result. Exactly. So. While we're at it, tell us a little more about how you qualify a customer. How do you go about identifying those two or three qualifiers that you just mentioned? I love that. So. I'm going to speak from your standpoint. If you're looking for clients that you need to qualify, you want to look at where they hang out, right? So I'm in several high level mastermind groups, right? I'm on the board of three different corporations that have my ideal client, right? I'm serving on that board. I'm speaking on that board. So I'm going to places that have my clients. So it's important for you to look at where does my client hang out, right? My clients hang out on LinkedIn, Right. My clients visit social media. Right. They're really engaged in Instagram, Facebook, not so much. Right. So we're really clear. And then what are the parallels that we can do? Then then we go to different associations. So I would doctor. So I'll go to medical associations. I work with holistic practitioners. Right. Integrative medicine doctors. We work with graphic designers. Um, there's something called the NFIB, which is the National Federation of Independent Business Owners. Those are my ideal clients. So I'm speaking to find my ideal client, right? So speaking, if you look at it, every entrepreneur should be a speaker because all speaking is, is a marketing vehicle. Yeah. It's not about less than 10% of my income is speaking fees, right? And I'm a speaker. I've been speaking for 35 years. I'm an international speaker, but less than 10% of my, my revenue is speaking fees. So, but speaking, I'm going to speak everywhere, right? So last year, I think we did 42 events, right? This year we're on target to do the same. And it's all about speaking in front of that client and how can I get them to raise their hand to say, let's have a conversation. Let's come play. Right. We have something called the Big Money Business Summit that we do three times a year so that you can try before you buy. Come to my event. Come see if I'm the right coach. Come meet our students. Come feel it out. Right. So that you can see this is these are my people. I got to tell you, though, Safa, I have the most amazing clients on the planet. People come for the education and they stay for the community because we are heart centered. We're committed. We're integrity based. But more importantly, we're results based. So we are about getting it done, which I love. Right. That makes business fun. Don't just talk about doing it. Do it. Do it. Be it. Achieve it. Right. Absolutely. So excited. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yep. Uh, uh, I, I like the fact that you're about community and simplicity and you work with heart centered people who are actually looking for action. Uh, they're not yes. like, oh, let me think about it. I'm going to sleep on my goal for another year and go meditate on it and see 
if I feel good about it, it's like, I'm hungry. I want it now. Let's get it done. Right. If you're done being done, right, you get to that point in business where you're like, I am out of answers. Like I have mentors, right? I have people that I pay to coach me so that I can take my business to the next level, right? Tom Landry said, a coach will tell you what you don't want to hear. A coach will show you what you don't want to see. So you could be the person you knew that you could be, right? For me, I can waste 10 years and try to do it on my own, or I can hire Mustafa and go, what's your genius? What's your sweet spot? How can you help me? Right. And then how can I help you? Right. My ego isn't big enough to go. I've been doing this for years and I've built two $10 million companies and multi who cares? Times change, industry change. What do we need to add? What do we need to incorporate? Everybody's business has shifted from virtual live to virtual. And if you're not leveraging that platform in some way, same shape or form, whether that's getting leads into your business, right? That's broadcasting who you are in the world. You're missing the boat. I think there's three types of people in this pandemic. The first type is the people that are like, you know, the day drinkers, Woo party! <laughs> you know? like, let's have a day, day drinking party, right? Then the second people are those people that are like, let's get back to normal. Come on, chop, chop. Let's get back to normal. I'm sorry. This may be the new norm for we don't know how long, right? Our government in, in California keeps saying we can open up. We shut down. We open up. We shut down. We open up, shut down. So I'm like, they don't know what they're doing. So I'm going to just focus on my business. And then the third type are like you and I and people on the show, the generals going, I get it. And when the pandemic hit, we all got together as colleagues and said, what are we doing? Right. That's the best use to find a group, a mastermind of colleagues that are like minded, business driven, that can help you go to that next level. Right. That inspire you to go to that next level. Right. The generals of going, I'm pivoting my whole business. I had 38 live events scheduled when the pandemic hit because we just launched our book. Right. We had a book tour scheduled Simon and Schuster. We had bookstores planned at every stop away. And then overnight that got shut down. And mm -hmm. so now we're like, well, we still have our goals. I'm not going to ditch my goals. Right. We adjusted them, but we didn't ditch them and completely shift the way we did business. And if you're still waiting for the norm, whatever that is, welcome to the norm. Welcome to the party. This is it. <laughs> This is and figure out how you make that happen and do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. I guess we got to get used to it. Adjust and tapping into the community and getting together with people. Doing it together is a lot easier versus trying to figure it out on your own or wait it out and get all depressed. And like you said, if you're if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, we can talk. <laughs> right. And don't you feel like Mustafa, we have to put our ego or what I say, my she go at the door, right? Because there's sometimes you're buying your own press. And as entrepreneurs, we have to have this, you know, that the strong face, the decision maker, I'm the leader, I'm the boss. And that's great. We do have to have that. But in order to grow quicker, faster, you've got to really be humble enough to go, who's my next teacher? Right. Who's the next person that's going to help me get to that next level? Or you can spend five to 10 years figuring it out on your own and then go, wow, I wish if that's that whole thing. Your parents used to say, if I knew them what I knew now, let me show you what you don't know now so that you can go quicker, faster. You know, that's my goal is what's the fastest way to your profitability and your money. Love it. Speaking of being humble and learning, what is the one thing that entrepreneurs miss when uh, building their business? So you're building it on um, sinking sand because you're focused on your vocation, right? You're focused on the technical work at hand and you have to be really amazing at the technical work. I have to be an amazing speaker. I have to be an amazing coach. But the reality is the other 85% is how am I generating leads for my business, right? How are we converting those leads for my business? What, how am I systematically fulfilling whatever programs that I have? right? Looking at the money, looking at the profitability. Is this product profitable? Most people, and you know this from your own experiences, they're pulling their pricing out of their hiney. Okay, I'm sorry, right? They're going, oh, what does Masafa's charge? What does Susie charge? What does Ann charge? Right? And the reality is at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we charge because your overhead is different. Quit pulling your price out of your hiney. Let's have a systematic way to price your services and let's include profitability. Profit is planned for. You got to plan for profit. It's like, I'm going to save money when there's money left over. That never happens. You never have money left over. 
because the more you make, the more you spend. Right. I have one client that I worked with her for 10 years. Right. When I met, started working with her, she was bringing home $60,000 a year. She was making gross about $160,000 a year. And so so we started working with her and we built her company from 80,000 to 10 million. We were paying her a half a million dollars a year as her compensation and she was spending $600,000. So it doesn't matter how much money I help you make. If you don't get a grip on your finances, she was still broke at the end of the day, right? You're spending 600,000, you're bringing 500. That's the wrong way. That's upside down. <laughs> I think the next thing that we forget to do is you got to schedule the sales time. You've got to have connection time and sales time every single day. Like I'm on sales calls all day long. I call them connection calls. I call them creating wealth for my clients. But every day I'm doing some form of sales calls. As entrepreneurs, we think I, I want to I want to hire someone to do that. Well, you got to do that yourself first. And you've got to really understand your system, your flow, why people say yes before you can hire a team. I have a sales team and I'm still doing a lot of sales calls myself right? To build those relationships and to make those happen. So making sure that your busyness isn't getting in the way of your business, because that's huge. When your busyness is getting in the way of the business, that's not a good, a good thing. I've got to make sure that I'm spending time on my business as much as I'm spending time in my business. Hmm. What do you have to say to people that um, don't like to sell or don't like to be salesy or don't like to be appear to be selling and sales is either below them or above them or they just don't like to sell. What do you say to those people? I say, I am your sister in the journey and I hated it too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting so scared, so scared because my partner was like, we got to do 30 sales calls a day. And I'm like, I don't want to. I'm, I'm the talent. And they're like, whatever, suck it up and get on the phone. Right. And so I would get myself so hyped up that I would literally after the one call, one call myself, I'd have to take a nap because I wiped myself out with all my emotional drama. And then I, then I realized like, I, this is exhausting. I'm not getting anywhere. And I remember Paul Sharnsky, he was the scariest man, scariest client. He worked for L'Oreal and he was the president of L'Oreal. And I was so scared of Paul. He's a New Yorker. This is young in my business days. I didn't know how to deal with New Yorkers. <laughs> He's scary so direct now i realize you know they're just direct and that's who they are but he would just like bark at me right and then i'd go i'd hang up the phone and cry i'm like okay i could do it better next time and the reality <laughs> is i just had to keep doing it you had to go i i gotta get better at it. where you're gonna get skill and confidence is keep doing it and i can't teach my sales team how to do it unless i've done it right every entrepreneur has walked the talk in every lane so that we can make sure that we're really supporting with your fingerprint. All right, so I'm clear when somebody gives me a story or an excuse about why they didn't hit their goals or why they didn't achieve their goals, the reality is you just weren't in action. And that's okay. How many calls did you make? How many appointments did you have? How many people did you convert? Right. And if I'm looking at the numbers, that's why I love this financial conversation. I'm not a CPA. I'm not an accountant. I'm a rogue entrepreneur just like you. Right. I hated doing it. But when you look at the numbers, then I can start tweaking it like a combination lock, right? One little tick off. Remember those combination locks in school? You had one yep. little tick off. It wouldn't open. The same thing in business, right? You could have 20 sales calls, right? And you could do two appointments. And if you don't close anyone, we want to look at, well, were they the right people? If they were the right people and you say, yes, they were the right people. They're the ideal client. They had money. Okay, great. Did you talk too much? Did you follow a script? Did you follow a plan or did, did you do the listening? So in Power Your Profits on page 199, I give you a detailed script that I've been using for 25 years. This is my sales script. I close $100,000 clients with this script every single time, all the time. When I get on a sales call, I open my book, pull out the script either from the computer or my book, and I look at it because I'm a coach and I want to fix people. I want to help people. But when when you're doing a sales call, it's not the time to talk about you. It's the time to listen, find the need and fill the need. Right. If you do all the talking on the sales call, then you've just fed them a buffet. Right. And that's one of the biggest mistakes we do. We give them the buffet and then we go, would you like to take advantage of this? Would you like to get started? And they're like, oh, no, I'm good. This was a great call. I got so much from this call. Yeah, because you gave them the buffet. You're supposed to give them a snack, not the buffet. 
You give them the buffet when they sign up and they pay you to in, get engaged into your services. Then you can give them the buffet. Exactly. So I guess, I guess you got you to gotta look for what the problems are. Maybe uh, look through the funnel on the activities and see what the problems are. Someone like you from the outside with, a, um, with an outside perspective could come in, take a look, ask the questions and be like, all right, this is where you're going to get wrong. Yes. Right. Because as business owners or entrepreneurs or salespeople, we probably cannot see our own picture and see or realize what we're doing wrong. But an outside perspective could do that a lot easier, faster. And I think at the end of the day, it will even save you money, right? Money. I mean, if, if, and, and, and if you keep making sales calls and you're not happy with it and it's not converting and it's not bringing sales, think about how much that's costing you. Right. Right. Because people, people are sometimes are like, oh, yeah, but if, if I work with you, I'm going to have to spend money. Yeah. But what do you say to that? What do you what do you say? I know what I would say to that. But what do you say to that, Susie? Well, we got to spend money to make money, right? Mm -hmm. And when we look at what is the ROI that we need, right? So we put a plan together based on you are. You're going to spend money, but if I'm going to give you a million dollars and give you the roadmap, give you the strategy, do you mind spending a hundred grand, right? And the answer yeah. nine times out of ten is always no, right? No, I don't mind spending that. Okay, great. So we're going to have to invest, or we're going to either spend money or we're going to spend time. Which would you prefer? Do you want to spend five, ten more years doing it this way? Or do we want to look strategically at what you're doing, put a plan together to get you there quicker, faster? Again, it doesn't have to be hard. It just has to be strategic. Most of us are chasing the wrong clients, like clients that aren't either aren't interested in what you're doing or if they're interested, they're broke. We've all done that in our past. I have served people <laughs> that they're like, oh, my God, I love you, Sue. Oh, my God, this is amazing. I don't have any money. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So I was realizing I was shopping in the wrong store, right? I was shopping in the wrong arenas. Now I have things that serve clients that they can, if they can't afford consulting or they can't afford our masterminds, our YouTube videos, we've got something called Susie snacks, which are bite-sized information for their cocktail for success. So I got a ton of free information for people who can't afford to pay my consulting fees. And then they'll follow for years and they'll be that time. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm ready now. I can afford this now. And that's because I'm consistent, right? I had a client last week that she has been following me since 2013. And she said, Susie, when I saw you speak on the stage, I'm like, that's my coach. And I'm like, awesome. She goes, and I just kept working hard, doing what you were saying. I read your book. I stayed focused. I put my head down and now I'm ready, which is great because until you're ready, nothing's going to happen, right? It's that old Himalayan quote, until one's committed, there's hesitancy. Chance to draw back, always ineffective. Until one commits oneself, then providence moves where miracles show up where no one thought would occur before, right? So when you start looking at that, until you're committed, right? That's when you're done. Like you said, I'm done being done, right? I'm done being broke. I'm done not doing it right. I'm done trying to figure it all out myself, right? So it's really looking at, am I committed to this or is this a hobby? The people that I see that have a back door, the back door is they've got a husband or they've got an, a, a job, right? They don't have to earn the money. I have to earn the money. I don't, well, I have some husband paying for things, right? I'm, I'm paying my things, right? So it's looking at, do you have the back door? If you have the back door, you got to lock that back door. The back door is there's no one saving you. There's no one going to rescue you to go. I'm going to make this work no matter what. I need that kind of tenacity to go. I am going to make this work. If it's optional, you're not going to make it work. Right. Clients that work with me, they don't succeed. They don't really have to succeed. They're like, this is fun. OK, not my ideal client. I want to play. I want to I want to change the world. Right. And I can't do it myself. You have to do your part. I have to do my part Anne has to do her part. Right. In making that difference and creating that ripple effect in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you have any, let's uh, let's talk about your events coming up for people that are watching or listening and uh, what's going to happen during that event. Oh my gosh. Listen, 
we have the most fun events, right? Because I believe that if they're not laughing, they're not learning, right? So it's got to be fun. And business is fun. So we spend three days. This program is called Big Money Business Summit, The Sale Explosion. Because we we surveyed our customers and they said, Susie, I need help with this sales piece. I suck at it. Perfect. So we put together three days of powerful content to look at their sales, assess your sales, give you the tools to increase your sales, right? Meet people who can be potential partners for you so that in, when you take radical action, results occur, right? Mm -hmm. So three days, June 25th, 26th, and 27th, we've got a VIP program. We've got, again, people come for the education. They stay for the community because of the community and the, the people that come to this event you know they've been one following us for years and two they're game changers right they're leaders in their own right and are coming to get their fuel to get their excitement to get their tools and strategy right it's not motivation motivation's a byproduct because you know you're a speaker too we got to be good we got to be engaging got to be fun <laughs> or people turn off their cameras <laughs> and we exactly. have 90 percent participation rate mustafa that means their cameras are on they're they're involved in the chat they're using our little sign We've got support people supporting them because if you if you're not engaged, then you're listening to it passively. I want this. To, I want you to master sales. I want you to be so comfortable in sales. You don't have to take a nap like I did because you got scared of calling stranger. Right. We grew up in stranger danger. I don't want you to grow up in stranger danger. I want you to be like, oh, you're just a friend I haven't met. How do I serve? I don't feel like I ever sell anymore. I come from service. How do I make Mustafa more money? How do I double or triple his income? That's my goal. Every call I get on, my sales time in my calendar, Mustafa, is called wealth creation. So not sales time because nobody wants to sell. I don't want to sell. I want to create wealth. I want to look at your plan. I want to look at your business and go, oh, where's the money? How do we find that? Right? In the name of service. Right? In the name of service. Finding the need and filling the need. So it is June 26th, 27th, and 28th. Or 25th, 26th, 27th, sorry. The dyslexia coming in my head. Um, three days, we've got other speakers. You'll meet students uh, to come in. So it's a game changer. Uh, we've got a link. We've got a VIP and we've got general admission. We'd love for you to come. If you're part of this tribe, part of this community, and you're looking to expand your tribe and community, you need to be there because it is world class. Love it. So, gang, I put the link here in the, in the descriptions. I know the link is long but just go on the descriptions uh, uh or in the comments of the show uh click on the link and go check out her uh event coming up called the sales explosion edition uh the big, big money, money the big money business summit it's a three-day event and here here's what i know people get into business and you know, uh, as we and I, as, as we all serve heart-centered business owners, they start a business and then a, a little later they realize that they have to sell. And then they're like, oh, I don't I don't sell. I don't want to sell. I don't want to appear salesy. I don't want to be sleazy. And, you know, all the all the negative mind chatter that comes through mind. Then yeah. their business suffers and then they don't launch. They don't go out there. They start little. They stay little. And it just doesn't work. So when you hang out with people like Susie, with a group in a community where has a heart-centered approach, works on it, and they have a different approach. It's like it's not sales, it's wealth creation, it's helping customers, and you know, it, it becomes a lot easier. So what I'm trying to say is go check out what Susie has to offer coming up between June 25th and 27th. Most likely I'm gonna be there myself, and uh, it's gonna be fun. It's going to be amazing. Let's let's blow the lid off of this, right? So that you can create your own wealth. You have a plan by the end of the three days and know exactly what you need to do to get the financial revenue that you want. Love it. Now, Susie, if you had to start all over again, what would you do differently to grow your business? Whew. Let's see. The, the journey I was on was pretty, you know, it was pretty tumultuous, but I think that's business in itself. I would uh, say... Um, I would start with the financial plan. I resisted it for years. You know, I, I wasn't good at math. My teachers in school told me I wasn't good at math. And so I resisted it. Right. And I, you know, pulled pricing out of my high knee. Why am I so passionate about this? Cause I sucked at it. 
and to be okay with being in the learning process. Process it doesn't mean you're dumb. You're a master at something else, right? And then this, you too can be a master at your finances. Build that foundation. Build it on cement so that you can truly be in control of your financial destiny, right? So I would say that would be the biggest thing: is not avoid it, not resist it. You know, I've always been a financial creator. I could always create wealth, you know, then I would spend it as fast as I was creating it. And it wasn't until I got really clear money in, money out, how many units do I need to sell to have the million dollars, the 5 million, 10 million, whatever that number is for you. Don't make my goal your goal, but let's really blow, blow it open. You'd be surprised at what you can create. You'd be surprised at what's possible when you have your mindset right, right? When you really embrace that I truly can build a multi-million dollar company because wealth is our birthright. It's all around us. It's not for some of us. It's for all of us, right? It wasn't born to me, right? It was something that I created because I knew I'd been on the other side. I've been broke and I've been wealthy. I like the wealthy side better than the broke side. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I was talking to my cousin and we were uh, talking about the, the type of car that someone drives. And I think he said something along the lines of, oh, you know, a, a, a nice car doesn't make you happy. And I'm like, I'd rather be sad in a nice car than sad <laughs> in a crappy car. Sad in a sad car. <laughs> makes it nice to drive around in, though. But Exactly. Let's make sure At least have a nice car to drive around, you know. Right. <laughs> so. All right. So um, what's next? Um What's what's the hardest lesson you learned in business? Oh, ouch. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. <sighs> I don't know if you remember 2007. Y'all remember 2007? 2007 yep. was the recession. 2007 was when the market crashed, and we had just sold our business um, three years before for ten million dollars. We had a training and development company. We had an online technology company. We were the top technology company in the industry. We were invested in real estate. That was another revenue stream. And we were heavily leveraged in real estate. We had money in stocks. So at the 10 million, we got 50% up front and we got 50% on the back end. And so when the market crashed, we crashed. And we had about 10 million in asset and what felt like overnight Mustafa, I lost 90% of my wealth. And I remember, you know, like it was yesterday, right? It still like sucker punches me. And not only did I lose my wealth, but my marriage of 17 years couldn't sustain the financial devastation. And the man I was married to for 17 years moved to Singapore and said, I'm out. I can't. I can't do this. I feel like a failure. I didn't provide for my family. I didn't take care of my family. I didn't see this coming, you know, and it was awful. My kids went away to college, right? So here I am all alone. I was this icon who was teaching business and profitability. And I felt like a fraud. I'm like, I had done everything right. I was on the floor bawling, just like, why? And not like poor and why. But why had been a good steward? I followed all the strategy, right? I did all the things that we were taught to by mentors and attorneys and set myself up to be able to, you know, retire and not have to worry about money again. And I was on my knees crying and I heard this voice in my head that said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Get up. This will be your biggest victory and your biggest lesson. Get up and tell the people. But I ain't telling the people. I'm not telling anybody this, right? That was shameful. And so I had two clients at the time. I had John Asaroff. I was doing a turnaround situation in his business. And I had Lisa Nichols, who's one of the top speakers in The Secret. And I said, I'm going to do for them what I did for myself. And I put my ego and my ego aside. I started telling my story on stage. I started telling what I learned in that process, which was over leveraged, right? So I was over leveraged in real estate that which wiped out most everything else. And so 
in telling that story, I would get standing ovations. I'm like, you know, people are cuckoo. I'm telling you, I just had the biggest failure of my life and you guys are giving me a standing ovation. They're like, Susie, we finally relate to you. Like you're off the pedestal. You're just being transparent and real. Like, thank God, like not thank God that you lost your money, but thank God, you know, you're sharing this. Thank you. Cause everybody was going through the same thing, but none of us were talking about it. None of us were talking about the failure and how do you pick yourself back up again? What I do do know that I know is I know money, I knew financial wealth. I knew the minute I could invest in property, I invested property again. And but this time I paid cash, right? It was not over leveraged. Then I bought, bought another piece of property. So any little money that I had, I would invest in paying cash for that property. And so rebuilt, rebuilt that strategy. Right. I remember crying and Lisa's like, oh, shut up. I know you have money stored away and your whatever your papa don't know money is. That's what most people wish they had in the bank. I'm like, I know, but it's not $10 billion. And she's like, shut up, shut up and go tell people. It was, it was like <laughs> tough love you needed from your mama or your sister. Like you stop whining because whatever, you got money to do stuff. And I'm like, I know, but I don't have 10 years, you know, and it didn't take me 10 years, right? It took me about six years to really recreate what I had created and believing in myself and turning Lisa's company around, right? We took that company to 10 million. We took John Astroff's company that he had, he had this uh, company that was in the negative. And in one year's time, we went from negative 300 to positive 300,000 in sales, you know, just in looking at, it's all about the system. It's all about the strategy. Love so the who, failure, who, who, I think again, God's who? rejection is man's protection, right? That lesson taught me that it's duplicatable. If you can do it once, you can do it again, right? And again, and again, and again, and again, when you're following the system, when you're just chasing a great idea, when you're just chasing the squirrel sparkle, (laughs) right? There's no consistency in that. So it's really about what's that infrastructure and just make it duplicatable. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Nice. So the big lesson. So in, 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 in one sentence, what was the big lesson again? So part of the big lesson was uh, don't over leverage. Uh-huh. That was one of the big lessons. Two is transparency. Tell your truth, right? People yep. will respect your truth. They want to hear the valley as much as they want to hear the mountaintop. Yeah, so exactly. Have that breakthrough, right? That's your ego just talking. If I'm only talking about I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, I'm doing all this, which we are. We're doing all that too. But where's the hard part? Right. Inside this pandemic, we've all had hard parts. We've all had to come together and masterminds and go, what are we going to do? We've lost thousands of dollars in hotel contracts. Right. To go, okay, but I wasn't over leveraged this time. It didn't hurt when I lost thousands of dollars. Right. Or we negotiated to try to keep pushing it out, you know, a next year, the next year, the next year. So don't over leverage. Really go back to your mentors, people that you trust that are that are doing the same things that you're doing so that you have that mind share. So you don't suffer alone. I think part of the challenge was I was suffering by myself until I opened up and shared with Lisa, right? Opened up and shared here, here's where I'm at, you know? And that's when she told me, suck it up cupcake. I know you got money. Yeah. I know you got that Papa don't know money. <laughs> that Papa don't know money's going to save you. <laughs> Susie, which Lisa you refer to? Lisa Nichols. Lisa Nichols. All right. Good stuff. Um, that that's an important lesson to figure out the foundations, be open, be vulnerable, share with people. They love to hear it and let go of the ego and all the fears and get out there. And you're absolutely right. It's, I had, I had the same experience with people where I started sharing my personal story about the tough times and, and the rest of it. People love to hear that because most, a lot of them are experiencing that or they have experience right. and they can connect with you and make it makes you more human. Right. Don't forget when you talk you, about your problems. Yeah, don't forget where you came from. I'm not having a pity party about it, right? I can get present to it. It still feels like a sucker punch, but it's not having a pity party sharing from a place of impairment. Let me just show you. I got up, right? I got up. I kept going. I put my head down. I knew what I, knew what I needed to do, and that's what I did, right? A lot of times, what I wanted to do was stay in bed and pull the covers over my head, right? What I wanted to do was day drink. Right? What I wanted to do was not the things I did. What I did was ask my community for help be in radical action and work my plan, right? Got to work the plan. The plan doesn't magically happen. Quit just running with ignorance on bliss, right? Take the time to put your education in place for your business. Like what's that thing you need right now, 
right? We assess every area of our business every year to go, what's the thing right now? Because a startup business is different than a business that's doing a quarter of a million dollars a year. A quarter of a million dollars a year business is different than a million dollar business. A million dollar business is different than a three or five year, five million dollar business. So if we're not constantly looking at how do we improve upon this, we're going to stay the same. That's why you see businesses being flat. They're not reinventing their business. They're running it how they did last year or 10 years ago. Right. I say most people have one year experience just repeating it 10 times versus going, let me look at how do I tweak this? How do I change it? How do I grow this? You got it. Um, let me ask you some personal questions. Um, yes. What are top two or three books that have made a massive difference in your life? Ah, the first one I love, love, love is um, The E-Myth. I'm sure everybody's read that. If you haven't read it, it's an old school classic, right, by yeah. Michael Gerber. Great book. The second one, which really helped me with my finances, was The Millionaire Next Door. Because um, I always had the, had to have the newest, greatest, best, right, the new car, you know, hawk to the hill, spending more money than I was making, had to have the bags and the purses. And that book really had me see, you know, the wealthy people have the same car for 10 years, right? The wealthy people are paying off their homes. The wealthy people are investing in real estate. The wealthy people don't get caught up in the Joneses. Every now and then I get a house envy or every now and then I get something envy and I'm like, no, 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 I got a plan. Stick to my plan. I don't need to keep up with Joneses. I don't even know who the Joneses are, but I need to keep up with them. <laughs> and then the last one uh, is a book that's called The Course of Miracles. And that book, Course that of Miracles? The Course of Miracles. And mm -hmm. so it is a book about creating miracles in your life. And so I, that's one of those books that you can read every year and you're never, there's always something new in it. It's a juicy book. They've got, they have courses on it, but it really taps you into the belief of miracles and what miracles are you creating? Because if you look at your life, whatever you're committed to in your life, that's what shows up in your life. If you're committed to drama and saga, oh, that shows up. If in your mindset you're saying, I'm broke, I don't have any money, nobody's going to pay for this, therefore, that's what occurs. If you put in your mindset, I'm going to build a million dollar business and I'm taking radical action to that, then you start creating that. So it gives you the blueprint of really, one, seeing the miracles from the tiny miracles right? To you getting a parking space because you thought about that to the bigger miracles called financial wealth, you know, possibility. Um, and I'm in her, her photography studio today. Come here, Anne. I want to, I want to introduce Anne is the most amazing photographer on the planet. Also one of my students, this is Anne Landstrom. You oh. got, you got to come over so they can see your beautiful face. She is award winning photographer, an amazing businesswoman, And she has this program called from the boardroom to the bedroom boudoir photos for men and women right and, <laughs> and branding nice. sorry i just got excited about that one i'm doing <laughs> we're doing business ones today <laughs> um, and nice. so ann and i were talking about forbes riley because she's been doing some work with her and she said oh i gotta introduce you literally this is how miracles occur i checked my email because she and i were both in this movie called um the millionaire secrets and she she had just emailed me like literally five minutes before. Hey, I really want to connect with you. I've heard a lot about you. I'm like, ooh, that's that Lord works in mysterious, mysterious ways, right? So you you get that energy and that collective energy around you. Boom, she's in my inbox. And they're both my coaches. Boom. Very nice. Powerhouse people, Very. right? So you learned or you can learn more about all that stuff in that book, The Course in Miracles? I'm like, did I get it right? Yeah, creating miracles inside yep. of your life. Yeah. Love it. It's and It was way before like the law of attraction, way before the secret. Like it is an old school, die hard, kind of like the Bible when you look at it. But it's all about creating miracles inside of your life. Anything very, you want. Love right? it. Love that one. All right. So um, next question. If you had a Facebook ad or a Google ad, an ad that everyone on the planet could see on the internet, what would your message be for people of the earth? Mm. So is this for business or is this for personal? Whatever your message for the people of earth would be. Uh, the first one is wealth is your birthright. I think we believe that it's for somebody else. We believe that 
it has to be, you know, given to us. Like somebody has to crown us, like, you know, being uh, donned of being wealthy. And the reality is I grew up as a, you know, very poor. We were, there was nine sisters. There's 11 of us in 1200 square feet. I don't know where we all slept. I don't know how we did it. There was Bobby, Ronnie, Stevie, Terry, Joni, Shelley, Susie, Kelly, Debbie. My dad was in the military. And all I learned about money is there is none. Don't ask. So I, the fact that I have the life that I have is a miracle. And it's because I changed my money mindset. It's because I worked on this of shifting my beliefs around money. And that I want to give people the freedom that you can generate and create whatever you want. Doesn't matter what your background is. Doesn't matter what your nationality or social, social situation is. I should not be where I'm at. And if I look at my brothers and sisters, I'm the only one that really rose to this level. Everyone else has bought into, we were broke, we were poor. I didn't like being broken poor, right? <laughs> so it's about really just you choosing. What is your destiny? And choosing to have a wealthy lifestyle. Interesting. Out of all your brothers, sisters, are you the only one that broke out? I'm the only one that broke out. My dad's philosophy was go get a job with the government. <laughs> so, so my brothers and sisters work for the government and they might be G9 or G10, whatever that means, like the highest paid grade in the government. But that was like, Sue, you need to go get a job in the government. You need safety and security. I'm like, no, nobody, uh -uh. Uh, nobody can be the boss. <laughs> <Not me>. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you see me like someone working for the government or being in the military? No. <laughs> Look, when I got married, my grandma pulled my husband aside and she said, I don't know why you're marrying her. She don't listen. <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> you have no idea what you signed up for. So I think you it's on that kind of rebel, right? Let's have rebel with the cause versus just being a rebel. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So wealth is your birthright. And you're a perfect example of that. Love it. What's one advice that made a massive change or difference in your life? One piece of advice. Ooh, one thing my dad said was, show me who your friends are. I'll show you who you are. Mm -hmm. as a kid, I didn't really understand that because he would always say, Sue, you're hanging out with the wrong people, right? You show me who your friends are, I'll tell you exactly who you are. And that's so true, right? You are the sum of the five people you hang out with. Right. Yep. So who are you hanging out with? I'm not the big fish in my circle. Right. I'm hanging out with people who scare the bejesus out of me in a good way. Right. They empower me, but they scare me like they're playing a bigger game than I am. Right. Which I love. Right. And they're heart centered. They're committed to their families. They're committed to their communities. They're committed to their significant other. Right. So all the values that I have. Right. The people that I hang out with have like make sure you guard your time. You guard your asset, which is your mental asset know, very closely to your heart, right? Make sure that you're not the biggest fish in the pond all the time. Sometimes you will be, but other times to go, who's inspiring me? Who's calling me to someone greater? Are the people that I'm doing business with, do they have integrity? Are they serving their clients? Are they taking care of clients? Or are they just in it for the money? Because we all know people that way, where they're just signing people up, not delivering what they said they would. And, you know, it's kind of like, I feel like it's that, you know, okie doke, right? Or that shady thing. You know, I don't want to I don't want to be in that environment. Like when I go out with my girlfriends, you're not allowed to bag on your significant other. Don't don't start gossiping. Don't start talking about them. I don't have any space for that. It's too hard to be in a relationship without someone bagging on their man, because the first thing you do is start bagging on your man. You're right. My man does that, too. Like, mm -hmm. no, like you can get coaching, but you can't bag on them. Right. I want to know that you love and adore them. And if you're upset with them, I can coach you to to get back in integrity with them, but don't start gossiping, right? So show Love me who it. your friends are, I'll show you who you are. Love it. What advice would you give your 20 year old self? Ooh, I would say you're good enough, right? I think I wasted way too many years wondering if I was good enough, smart enough, talented enough. You know, what other people think of me is not my business. Right. So don't worry about what other people think of you. Do the work that you were put here to do. Right. And you're good enough, smart enough, talented enough, beautiful enough, sexy enough, all the enoughs that we have. We all have them. Right. And just to own it. I, I probably was in my 40s by the time I owned it and went, 
why do I even care? I don't even like them and they don't even like me. Why do I care what they think of me? Right. And so trying to prove myself to people that I don't even care about. Right. So that all, we waste so much energy trying to get approval. Absolutely. And what I realized in business is some people are going to love and adore me and some people I annoy the shit out of. So, okay, I'm not the right person to be around. Like if I annoy you, just know that and move on because you'll probably annoy me too. And that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, oh, yeah. rather, I'd rather you respect me, you know, than like me at the end of the day. You don't have to like everything I do. You don't have to like everything I say. My job as a coach is to push you and make it a little bit. If I'm not doing that, I'm not doing my job, right? Not for you to like me, not for us to be kumbaya on best friends. I should be making you uncomfortable. If I'm making yeah. you uncomfortable, you're growing. All right. You have some juicy questions, my brother. <laughs> Thank you. No, and you have you have some really good answers, and I and I love it. So actually, earlier in the start of this uh, episode, I talked about why I grew my beard, and the fact that for like twenty years I want to grow my beard, and every time I my beard started growing a little bit, my mom, my dad, now my wife, everybody started giving me feedback, and I just recently realized that it turned into a fear. And I'm yes. like, uh oh, and I have a rule that if I have, if I'm afraid of something, I have to definitely do it. So I'm like, all right, this is it. I'm growing my beard. And now people are like, oh, it looks good on you. I'm like, really? Okay. Right. All right. Perfect. It looks good on you. Yeah. You, you know knows you have a beard. I like the beard on you. Thank you. It, it, it's funny. In my experience, every time I do something that I'm afraid of, I get some real good feedback both internally yes. and externally. Like yes. I feel good about myself and there's that, that now I'm like, all right, I, I don't I don't care about what people, people people say or think anymore. Cause we all have that internal fear regardless of how macho and, and how big we grow. Uh, but uh, anyway, what I'm trying to say is I love what you just said. Thank you. Uh, uh, Susie, uh, this is, was, is a great conversation. And gang, if you're watching or listening, uh, her summit, the big money business summit is coming up on June 25th, 27th. Is that over, over a weekend? 25th? Yes, it is. Friday, Saturday, Saturday. We're going to make it rain. You see all the money raining now? We're going to make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Make money rain overhead. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, that's where you can hang out with a bunch of cool people and improve your sales skill, which is an absolute must for your business. Without it, you probably not probably you will not have a business without sales. And yes. uh, I will probably be there myself. And Susie, this was a great you conversation. Probably you will. What, you what probably time? or you will. Let's commit. I will be there. You probably will be there or you will. I will be there. Okay, yay. All right. <laughs> I will be there. And I made a public commitment. So I'll be there. Um, uh, Susie, is there anything that you would like to add before we wrap up? Yeah. I would say that uh, I think the biggest thing that stops all of us is just that fear. Right? And fear leads you to believe that where you are right now is a safe place. And going forward is a risk. But the truth is, you're always at risk when you're standing still. Risk of stagnating, but more importantly, risk of missing out on your own destiny. So feel the fear, do it anyway. Fear's a flag, a flag of the unknown, a flag of possibility, just like you said a minute ago. I was getting nervous, I was fearful. But inside the fear, you start getting your biggest breakthrough. Right, exactly. so be in your fear. Put fear in one hand, courage in the other, and jump, my brothers and sisters. Like, let's make it happen. You're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. You got an amazing community right here that's willing to serve you, help you, and support you to cross that finish line. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, being part of community is absolutely essential to, to success. Because yeah. the entrepreneurial world is a lonely world. And being alone, you wouldn't have a lot of confidence and you need all the support and confidence that you need in the world to run your business. I mean, what exactly. would you do, right? And yeah. without it, it's gonna take so much longer. It will cost so much more. So you might as well tap into Susie's Summit and or other programs that come up. And gang, we filter who, bring, who I bring on the show, right? I don't just bring random people on the show. So the people that come in, they, they, they're good. 
right? Uh, so what I'm saying is go check out, check them out. Go check out Susie's Summit. You, um, I'm sure you'll be glad you did because I'll be there myself. All right. So you can find me on social media by my name, Susie Carter, C-A-R-E as in dollar and dinero E-R. Right. So every place in social media, it's just my name. I'm the profit coach. I look forward to serving you, supporting you. And Mustafa, thank you. Thank you for who you are in the world. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for sharing your community with me. Thank you for being a leader and a badass. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Likewise, thank you uh, for showing up and sharing and love your energy. Have yourself a great rest of your photo shoot and a great rest of your day and week. And I'm sure we will chat more soon. Yes. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Gang, thank you for joining us. Uh, this was episode 56 of the show. We will be back next week with another episode and uh, some more amazing content. Thank you for joining us. My name is Mustafa Hosseini, and you're watching or listening to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. Have a good one. Bye now.